Season 2 of Hard to Believe is a proud part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can find this and other great shows at cageclub.me. The complete Season 1 archive is also available at hardtobelieve.me. This show is now available on YouTube. Just search Hard to Believe Podcast. You can email me at john at cageclub.me. We're on Facebook at Hard to Believe Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at ProbablyRealJB. That's P-R-O-B-A-B-L-Y-R-E-A-L-J-B. The show is written and produced by me. This bonus mini-episode is taken from my conversation in March with Sebastian Major, in which we discussed the Shakespeare authorship question. Enjoy. So I want to I just touch on the Shakespeare thing for a second, because yeah, yeah, um, sure. I, I tend to scoff at conspiracy theories. I am, however, a, a, a paying member of the, uh, the Shakespeare Oxford uh, Fellowship. So um, oh. I'm, an Ox- I'm an Oxfordian. and Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it took me a long time to get there, but I eventually saw just too much evidence um, to be swayed any other way um hmm. people that i that i scholars that i i think are are really insightful um and i have to say that one of the things that when i finally kind of came to that uh as i used to be i, I studied acting in high school i used to do a lot of acting and mm-hmm. um you know i'm very very into shakespeare and the plays started suddenly making a lot more sense um mm. when i understood them to be edward de Vere and not William Shakespeare, the, the, the actor. So the only time that I've ever listened to your show and been like, no! <laughs> there you go. Shakespeare episode. Yeah, I, and, and, and the thing is, so what I, what I found really interesting about it, though, is what you said, what you kind of admitted about your conclusion, which what you said was, look, <laughs> I just want to believe that this guy came out of obscurity and wrote the greatest plays in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite not having an education. And so that's what I'm going to go with. And I was like, that, that's really interesting. But like, that's where you would, uh, that's where yeah. you would. Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't know if I would, I would say something like that on the show now. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, that was the fifth show I ever did. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I just, I actually, I was, I knew I had gotten the guy's name wrong. It's James Shapiro is okay. the, uh, author of contested will i have read that book it is it is a good book and uh and that you know that was a hugely important very influential in in the conclusions i i came to um and you know what you probably know way more about the case than i do so i'm almost afraid to like go toe to toe to you with you um on on the facts of the case because i don't like have them at my fingertips right now um, and you know, I think, I think I, when you, when you kind of said that back to me there, it's like, oh, well, you know, that's wrong. I shouldn't, I shouldn't just go like, I want this guy to be Shakespeare. Therefore he is, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, that's as bad as any of the, any of the <laughs> other, right. Any of the other, uh, uh, contenders, right. It's like, I want it to be Francis Bacon. So it is, or I want it to be Christopher Marlowe. So it is. Um, no, I was, I was convinced by, uh, by, a, by a lot of evidence. And at the time I just sort of felt like the case for Edward DeVere, um, was not any stronger than the case for, uh, for William Shakespeare, but I'm sure 
you know some things that I don't. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Oh, uh, you missed a lot. I, it, it's uh, you know I, I'm I'm not gonna um, <laughs> turn this into debate club. Although I'd be happy to have you back and we can hash it out at some point. Um, well, it's, it's, I, need, it's, I need to do more homework on it. I need to do more homework on it, and maybe my mind would change. I can certainly point you in the right direction, but I do think the most important thing um, is is to read the plays and. It's 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 a re- you know I've I've thought about it a lot since listening to to you talk about it um, mm. because you know I, I I I respect what you do and I agree with you almost all the time. Uh, <laughs> the thing that really sort of got me is the minutia of the detail. Um, mm. the 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 Stratfordian argument tends to be that. Um, William Shakespeare picked this stuff up in, in bars. Like he just hung out in bars with a bunch of lawyers and travelers. And that's how he learned all of these things, mm. which strikes me as pretty ridiculous. Right? Like I've gone to a lot of bars and I'm not that much smarter because of it. Right. Um, but what, what, what really sort of sold me on it is when you look at the, uh, the detail of it's like places where there's like a grove in, in Verona, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. who hadn't gone there would know. And you can go to these places and see that they do line up with mm-hmm. the play. Um, and it just strikes me as like this had to have been a person of means. This, this has to have been a person who um, had, a, had a deep worldly education. Um, and we have no reason to believe that William Shakespeare, who couldn't sign his own name, uh, ever, you know, experienced any of that stuff. But um, <laughs> Well, the name, the, name thing, the name thing is debated. I do know that much. So certainly, I will. I will point you uh, in 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 the direction of some good resources and uh, and uh, see if I can change your mind about that. I would. I would say this. I would say that. I want to come back at you with something. Um, I would. I would say this that um, I do. I do know the plays pretty well because I teach them as an English teacher, uh, and uh, and I've performed Shakespeare plays. And I really have a great love for the work, as it sounds like you do too. Yeah. Um, part of it is I think is that, you know, Shakespeare didn't write a lot of these alone, right? That these were uh, collaborations with, with groups of people, almost like a TV writing room. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, when it comes to sort of the minutia, to me, it doesn't seem out of the question that someone else in the, in the writing room would have, would have uh, put it in there. The other thing is that, um, you know, the stuff that we do know about Shakespeare is that he was a lover of books mm-hmm. uh, and that there, you know, as much as it's like, you know, I know the big thing is that he didn't, he didn't have any books to give away in his will. That's a big thing. Um, but the people, the other sort of uh, um, evidence that we have about him going around London was that people did know him as a lover of books. And like, there's this one thing that, again, I, I got from a James Shapiro uh, that, you know, there's a bookseller that needed to, uh, you know, verify a certain edition of a, of a book. And the person he brings in to help him out to do that is William Shakespeare. Um, so, and I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that like someone of middle-class uh, origins, you know, could have read or was around worldly people, not just like I'm hanging out at bars and I just heard a thing, um, but like I'm with guys in the writer's room. Um, and then also there's like all sorts of things about like the early folios and like the very early like versions of the 
of the plays that you know mm-hmm. suggest that the uh, that the author of the plays knew the actors in the play like he accidentally writes the name of an actor in the spot of a um uh, of a character name and so it's like well the guy that was that was clearly there making the plays happen knew the actor in the play and for the oxfordian thesis to work like that, that, that that's sort of a, a blip in the oxfordian thesis right it's if, if edward de vere was like secretly having these you know uh sh- shuttled into uh, <laughs> uh into the london theater um that's one of the things that kind of hurts that particular argument yeah that's you're, you're not you're not wrong i the the way i look at it is um if I'm to favor the the, the William Shakespeare theory, the the, um, the Stratfordian theory, uh, I, I need to reject uh, historical bias. I need to reject the idea uh, that, that, that there's some sort of if it gets favorable points because this is how people have always thought about it, right? Um, so if I if I separate that out, I just look at the evidence side by side. Uh, there are holes in both versions of it, but mm-hmm. to me, there are far fewer holes in the in the uh, the Oxfordian argument and the Stratfordian one. Um, and I, that, mm-hmm. that's where like it gets into conspiracy theories. That's when it gets into that movie. Uh, the the um, oh yeah, um, anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous, Anonymous, right? Yeah. Where like I don't know what the narrative is. I don't know how you get from uh, Edward de Vere to William Shakespeare and and uh, the plays changing hands or whatever. I don't really care, <laughs> right? Um, it's just like when I look at Hamlet and I see de Vere's life story um, in intimate <laughs> detail, right? It just is like I I can't explain this any other way, and and. Yeah. It, you know, the, the circumstantial evidence just piles up so much. And I think you're probably right that at some point, some of those plays that are published under that name um, are, are uh, copies or, or, or not copies, but, but facsimiles of other existing plays um, that use the same basic structure and were written by a committee and perhaps Shakespeare was one of them. Um, so I, I'm always open to the idea that there's actually several, a lot of different authors to this yeah. body of work, right? I think and, that's probably closer to the to the truth. Yeah, and I and I know I know I'm sure you don't want to belabor this, and I love actually having maybe, maybe I should come back and we should have this out. I want to learn more and come back and really like do this right. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the other thing that strikes me about Shakespeare is that he clearly gets better, right? The early plays aren't as good. Yep. As the later plays, right? Yeah. Uh, he does not emerge fully formed. Uh, in fact, some of the early stuff is straight up not good, <laughs> uh, I would say. Uh, and and then there's other stuff that he kind of creates, like you know, in the in in the late you know late eighties, early nineties, fifteen hundreds, that gets amazing, right? And then you get something like King Lear, which is you know just you know a masterpiece. Um, I, I just, I guess I, my own bias is such that I do believe that a, uh, that a middle-class dude from Stratford could have got himself there. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be a, uh, um, uh, an aristocrat, but I hear what you're saying. And I would, I actually, you've made me want to go back and learn more and I, I worry that, you know, at the time I do more, I think I do more rigorous research now 
uh, on the show than I did then. Uh, when I was just starting it out, I would, you know, I read just like a handful of things and I, I, I wanted to be as accurate as I possibly could right from the beginning. Um, but now I really do not want to get caught missing something. And then I just did. I don't know if you heard that, but yes. I like just made a mistake and it killed me. Um, but I feel like the only honest thing to do uh, when you make one of those, you know, very clear glaring errors uh, is I, I always do a, uh, a makeup show. I've only ever had to do two in the history <laughs> of the podcast. Um, and uh, and I, I hope that that helps people sort of know that, you know, when I do mess up, um, I will always, always issue a, a correction, especially when it's on something that uh, big. Um, and so in that case, it was, you know, I just missed a really big thing about Okinawan history and the evolution of karate. Um, and I feel like I made the mistake, honestly, in that, like, a lot of really great sources um, don't incorporate the work of some of the best Okinawan historians that are out there. And um, so in a way, it's a weakness in the secondary sources, but that's no excuse. <laughs> for me. And so I just really needed to correct that. And, uh, and so I do, you know, I, I feel it when I get it wrong. <laughs> and for the non-teachers out there, this is the, uh, the teacher equivalent of the actor's nightmares. You know, it's when you oh, get yeah. something wrong in class and you get called out by your students, Oh, you know, yeah. like, like, like with Rasputin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, but as I said, you know, as I was, I was kind of, you know, waxing poetical earlier there about the importance of, of truth. And when you put yourself out there as a, as a truth teller, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got to, you've got to be rigorous and, uh, and you've got to be honest when you mess up. And like, the truth is I'm a one man operation and things slip through the cracks and while that's uh, to explain, it's not to excuse. Because uh, if I'm going to continue putting things out there like, hey, I did my homework and this is what we can say is true or not, then people need to know that they can trust me or at least know when I mess up, I will, I will always come clean and give them uh, the right story as soon as I learn it. <laughs> 